Okay, let's get into the Parsha of Maimon Harsinai, Parsha's Yisro, Tavshin Ayin Aleph. The first, next week is another rendition of Maimon Harsinai at the end of the Parsha, Perach of Dalet and Mishpatim. But this week we will focus on the main Parsha of Maimon Harsinai, that is Parsha's Yisro. First, a quickie vart. I'd like to start off with a, a one-liner if you need a 30 seconds of our Torah. The Gera Rebbe, the Chedushi Arim. Once when he was younger and they knew that he was such, such a... Uh, it was a, a prodigy, a child prodigy, quotes him across Lashavas Oneg, that one time, Amar Nali, somebody once said to him, second paragraph, Shal Pamachas Halamdanim. Why does it say, it says in this, it's describing Maimed Arsinai, V'chol Ha'am Roim Es Hakolos. By Harsinai, it was such an amazing event that the nation was able to see the voice of God. Usually we only hear sounds, but at the end of the parsha it says, V'chol Ha'am Roim Es What exactly does that mean? So Rashi says on the end of the parasha, Chav Tezvav, Rowan Es HaKolos, Rowan Es HaNishma, She'i Afsha Liros B'Makom Acher. You see what is heard and it's impossible to see any other place. Rowan Es HaKolos. We've said in the past, maybe the Bali Muslims say it also means that you have to do what you preach. If you just say, right, do what I do and not, do what I say and not what I do, so then that's Rowan Es HaKolos. They saw that the best way to teach is by example. That's Rowan Es HaKolos. But the Gera Rebbe said, he just, a davar charif, ta'er l'chana ha'yeled. He said, the mo'e ronas ha'kolos, if they just heard the aseris ha'dibros, so then at least one of the dibros might not have been understood properly. It says lo signof. People might have said, lo signof? Is that with an aleph or is that with a vav? Lo tignof. To him, oh him, oh, you ought to steal from him. Lo tignof. No, no, Kodesh Baruch says, I want to be clear about this. Lo, all these are lo, lo tignov v'chulu. So nobody could have any tightness. Okay, one liner from the, from the Gera Rebbe, from the Chedush Rim, in terms of Geneva. Good. So tonight we'll deal with a number of famous questions. Hopefully we'll give such, some not so famous, maybe some famous answers as well. The first question to deal with that many of the Mepharshim ask is, why the name Yisrael? Yisro merits the parsha of Maimed Arsinai. So Bishalach, you can understand, but there aren't too many parshas. There are a few named for people. We have Noach. Why did Balak merit? Also a good question. So a couple of parshas here and there. There's no parshas Moshe. Our own, you know, you would have thought. And yet, there's Yisro. So why did he merit? What did he merit? Why was he Zohar? So the Lubavitch Rebbe in source number two, which is rubbed out, you can't really read it on the sheet, uh, but the Babacher Rebbe there, in his name of the Parsha, says one of the more well-known ideas. Again, we're going to see it expanded upon in another source as well. And that is, we know one point, another, a number of points, but Rashi quotes on Pasuk Yud Aleph, towards the beginning of the Parsha. Atayadati ki elokim. Yisro says that now I know that you are greater than all the other gods. Any other god. Why? Ki Okay, because they got, the Mitzrayim got punished exactly Mita Kenegad Mita. How did Yisro know that you're Gadol? Mikal Elokim. So Rashi quotes, Mikal Elokim, Milamed Shahaya Makir, Bekal Avodat Kochavim Sheba Olam. Yisro was familiar with every idol and every Avodazara in the entire world. He knew everyone. He researched. He was an expert. There was not one Avodah Zarah that he didn't try out. There's not one. 
Tzvarim Avod He was Kohen Midian. He was the priest. Chazal say he tried every Avod and look what happened. He came to Hakadosh Baruch If somebody was born Jewish, if somebody was born into belief, okay, it's one thing that he says Hakadosh Baruch I believe. But for someone to try so hard, try everything else. And come to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's a name, that's a person that we want to attribute Maimed HaSinai to. You want to know what it means about Anochi Hashem Lokecha? You want to know the proof of it? Yisrael. Yisrael, who never stops searching. He never stopped being a Mavake. She's like, I don't, like, I don't think this one is true. I don't think that one is true. I don't think that one is true. He never stopped. He knew every about Zaram. Until he came to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Atoya Dati. Because it's worth more from the mouth of Yisro than the mouth of any believer from the womb that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the greatest. And that Maimon Arsina took place in Anoche Yisro Malkecha. Yes, there's a machlokas whether Yisro was before Maimon Arsina or after in the Torah Shebechsav. It's obviously before. But either way, the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is in charge, Yisro gets the credit because he was the one that searched and came to it and therefore we attribute it to him. The Archaim HaKadosh expands upon this as well. Similar idea. The Archaim in source number three, he points to and is bothered by a certain phrase in the Pasuk. Right? Yisro now is L'chorah doing, doing, right? He left all the Oldi Avodah He left. He was now coming. Did he convert? Did he not convert? Either way, he was coming to join the Jewish people. What did the Torah start off? Parsha. Vayishma Yisro. Kohen Midyan. Chosein Moshe. If we were writing something great about Yisrael, describing him, Yisrael was coming, he did, he searched every other Avodah Zorah and he left them. Had, what title do we give Yisrael? Okay, the father-in-law of Moshe, that's a great title. Yisrael, the priest of Midian. Is, the, that's, that's a great shavah to Yisrael. That's how the parsha has to start off. Yisro the Great, Yisro the Mavakesh, Yisro the one who didn't stop searching, Yisro the one who believes now in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But what does the Torah say? Kohen Midyan. Isn't that an insult? That's how you start off the Parsha? Vayishma Yisro Kohen Midyan Chosei Moshe. They're like opposites. How could you be a Kohen Midyan if you're a Chosei Moshe? By the time he was Chosei Moshe, he really wasn't Kohen Midyan anymore. So, isn't it an insult? Arachayim HaKadosh Yes. What's the Torah doing? Vayishma, source number three, Tzarech Ladas. What's the reason for that? That's an insult. That's not a praise. That's not something we want, we want to know about Yisrael. Yisrael would say, forget my past. Just in the, in the mitzvah shir that we're doing in the afternoons. So yesterday was the mitzvah of Onaz Dvarim, making fun of a gare. Uh, last week, how, remember those cheeseburgers? Remember that? It's a separate Avera. Insulting a fellow Jew is one Avera. Insulting a Ger is a separate one of the Losases, of the 613. The Torah tells us, we're not allowed to say last week what you were doing. Are you still digesting over there? It's a separate Isadaraisa. So says the Archaim. This is basically what the Torah is doing. The Torah is violating on Azdvarim. Ezu Maila Eliyarita. Umin Harali Harishona Thosis Karana. Right? We shouldn't we shouldn't mention the first one, the earlier. So what exactly is meant by it? V'ulai. And therefore, V'ulai therefore, ki yechavein shevach ha'ish ba'omro kohen midyan. Really? It is a shevach. It is a praise. 
What's the praise of St. Koin Midyan? Shahagam Shahayilobez Bechinos Haramuzos Bechoin Midyan. Even though there were two elements that he had that is reflected by Kohen Midyan. Shehem, number one, Harosh Lamidyan. He was the he was in a tremendous position. He was the he was the chief cardinal in Midyan. He had the best job he could get there. The most prestigious position that you can have in the Avodazara religion. He was Kohen Midyan, the Abdukla Avodazara, and he was stuck to his idols. He had an amazing job, and he was aduk. He was sunken into his lifestyle of Odazara, and yet, look what he became. He was Kohen Midian, but you know what? He changed to Chosein Moshe. That's the Pasek. You know what the person Yisra was? He was a person who could go from a Kohen Midian to become a Chosein Moshe. That's what the Torah is telling us. The greatest praise, saying, look at this Balchuva. Kineged Ayoso Gado Omar Chosin Moshe. Kineged that he was a great, he was in a great position. He let his daughter marry a nobody. What kind of person in a great position? What's the Yichus? What's his family like? His family is downtrodden slaves in Egypt? Okay, fine. Let's make the way. What did, what did Yisro allow? And he invited Moshe in. It wasn't like he was, he was upset about the Shidduch. He hears about the personality of Moshe Rabbeinu. Wonderful. This Kohen Midian lets his daughters intermarry, so to speak, and convert to Judaism. That's the Gavos of a Yisrael. Going from a Kohen Midian to a Chosei Moshe. She nishatein la'adam shalom nodolo gedolo adayin v'darazin yakpidu alav noag esrara people who have who are in a tremendous position they're very makpid about this v'ein sarech lomar echan miyuchalu maso somebody in such a position she yakpid latzis bito la'adam below shame to give his his daughter to a to a nobody right it's like a a president who would allow their daughter to marry a Jew when you ever hear of such a thing okeneged heyosot uh, and then the other element of Kohen Midyan is that he's the point is that there was a process here you know what title you know what appellation the Torah gives for Yisro he was the Tshuva man he was the man that went from extreme to extreme he went from being a Kohen Midyan to a Chosei Moshe so it's the greatest praise in the world just saying Chosei Moshe we wouldn't appreciate it Kohen Midyan, Chosei Moshe. That's the Arachayim HaKadosh, the same idea, expanding idea on the Lubav Cherevi. That's why this Parsha is named Yisro. Maybe to teach us, even from a non-Jew, sometimes Chazal pick a non-Jew to teach us what it means in a certain Midah, right? The ultimate story, most famous story in, in the Gemara, related to Kibbutz Aim, is Dama Ben Asina, a non-Jew who wouldn't wake up his father, keys under the pillow, it doesn't matter how much money you're going to give me. Right? And therefore, Maimed Arsina is named Yisrael because we all could go through that process. We all could go from being Kohani Midian to Chosein Moshe. Okay, let's continue now. Continue still in the first Pasuk. It's going to be a uh, first Pasuk heavy night. First Pasuk by Yishma Yisro. Yisro hears everything that occurred. It's Kol Asher Asel Moshe. Here's everything that occurred. Rashi, first Rashi. Ma Shmua Shamauba. What did he hear? What did he hear? What do you mean, what did he hear? The Torah says he heard everything that happens. What, what's Rashi bothered by? 
He heard. He heard everything. Why does Rashi think there are specific events being referred to? Question one. Answer. Kriyas Yamsuf umulchemas Amalek. He heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. He heard about Amalek. The Gemara in Zvachim tells us another event that he might have heard. Rashi chooses to only list these two events. Amalek and Kriyas Yamsuf. What is it about these two events that made Yisro finally pick up and come? But Makas Bechores did not do it for him. Right, nah, okay. Kriyas Yamsuf umulchemas Amalek. No, Amalek was after the whole process. So what exactly did he hear? Number one, why does Rashi say that he must have heard something? Maybe he heard the whole process. Okay, and he finally made it here. Number two, what is it about these two events? So let's learn together a Maharal. Gur Aryeh. Gur Aryeh, source number four. Classic Gur Aryeh, who takes the Rashi apart, helps us appreciate. We don't do enough Gur Aryeh. We should. But the Gur Aryeh says in source number four. Let's see where he goes with this. So first he quotes the Gemara in Zvachim, which this Rashi is based on. Perak Basra the Zvachim, Bahaki Isa Hasam, Mashmo Shama Uba. Those who are learning Dafyomi, yes, there is some Agadatin Mesecha Zvachim. Got to wait a couple of months to get there, like three blind in the whole Mesechta. Bahaki Isa Hasam, Mashmo Shama Uba. What did he hear? Rabbi Yeshua Amar Melchemas Amalek. Heard about Amalek. Rabbi Yezer Hamodayomer Matan Torah Shama Uba. He heard about Matan Torah, meaning, according to that opinion, the Torah is not written in chronological order. Because according to that opinion, Yisra is coming after the Jews had the Torah. They didn't get the Torah yet. It's later in the Parsha. So the Torah is not written. It's not that the Torah is written out of order. That's not a correct translation of Ein Muktam Muchem Torah. The Torah is out of order. The Torah is in perfect order. No, it just means the Torah is not written in chronological order. Hashem picked a different order to write the Torah in. That is Rabbi Eliezer Amudai and Rabbi Eliezer Omer Kriyas Yamsuf Shama. So Rashi, either for a certain reason, left on Maimon Arsini, or because he held like the other opinion, that the Torah should be understood as it's written. V'kach pirusho. Now says the Maharal. De'en lefarish v'yishma Yisro, kol asher l'yisrael k'moshek ha'sebekra. One shouldn't understand the Pasuk. V'yishma, pashu pshat, he heard everything. De'en svara lomar. You can't say he just heard everything, including through Amalek. You know why? What did he wait so long for? Our question before. Exactly what we asked. Why didn't he come earlier? That's why Rashi understands and is bothered, and the Chazal are bothered, that it can't be that he just heard everything. Because then he would have just come earlier. There was such unbelievable, miraculous, amazing events that he would have come earlier. He would have been inspired. If he didn't come earlier, it must be because there are specific miraculous events that he would come for. The Nisim took place for a full year. What? How long did it take to get from Midian? Even if, even if he missed the first train. Right? How many? He missed. Okay. The niece, the Makas went on for a year. Well, once he heard about Dam, Sfardeya, Kinim, right? That, that didn't, especially according to the Pshat, that Dam, all water in the world turned to blood, except the water of the Jews. So in Midian, they were drinking blood. What, that wasn't enough for him? So that's why the Maharal explains Rashi. It can't just be the Pashat. Oh, he heard everything. Because he would have come earlier. Vagam 8, line 14. Vagam 8, Lomar, Bishvil Shashama, Kalanisa, Beyachad. And oh, it's cumulative. It's cumulative. No, they ain't saying svara. Shemoha yababishalecha, lomababishal shnaim. 
It's every event. What, oh, Hashem, oh, the first nine, oh, he did ten Marcus? Oh, wow. No, that can't be. So that's why Rashi is bothered. It must have been something specific, and that specific event must have symbolized and meant something to, to Yisrael. So Rashi picks bottom, Rashi Piresh, Deshama Kriyas Yamsu, Vomachamas Amalek, Velo Piresh Matan Torah. Which is the question of others, why not? Why didn't he hear Matan Torah? So Rashi assumes, because what was, if you read the Torah chronologically, end of last week's Pasha was Beshalach, Vomachamas Amalek. So Rashi assumes it was written in order. Fine. So what exactly is, about, is it about these two events? So we answer the first question of, why didn't he understand the Kipshuto? Now the next paragraph, Yim Tomar. Tahashtanami Kasha. What is it about these two events that are different than all the others? The Yeshlomar. Kikal Shar Hanisim Hayu Pratiyim. Kamosha Amra Khartumim Etzpa Elokimhi. All the other miracles were specific in geographical places, as we'll get to. Bechol Makos, turning the page. Shahayu bimitzrayim. Lefiche, I just quoted a chazal, but the, the other makos, let's say, there weren't frogs everywhere. There weren't lice everywhere. Lefiche, makos pratiyim. Lo nilker mitzrayim belvad. Right, the makos, they were specific, in a specific place, to a specific nation. Vohaetzpa hu chelek min hayad. Why did the, the cartoon say, oh, it's the finger of God? Because it's specific on us. It's like a finger. One finger, you smush a, you spot, you stain, you press, one spot, that's a finger. God has that power to do something in one spot. The makos, yes, it showed God's awesome finger, but it didn't show he was in control of the entire universe at that moment. He can control, maybe he was a god over this area of the world. And therefore, he was able to inflict pain on this area. Even if, like the Medrash that says that maybe Dom affected elsewhere, but it still wasn't the entire, wasn't the entire world. Vidyan isn't so far. There are different gods. There's the god of fire, the god of water, the god of every country. Avodazara doesn't say that, all the Avodazara don't say that there's one God that rules everything. A lot of them believe in like Shudfus. There's partnerships in heaven, right? Different partners. That's why by the Makas, Yisra didn't come. Yisra wasn't convinced. Okay, Yisra knew every Avodazara, as we learned. Okay, there's some power that has power there in Egypt. He didn't come there until what? Until Amalek and until Kriyas Yamsuf. Why? Those two together. What did Moshe do? He stopped the sun. That affects the entire world. That's a universal act of God that affects the universe. Stopping of the sun. God is in charge of the heavens, of the celestial universes. 
Mechashvim. Lefichak siv ad bo Hashemesh. Kmo shpirish Rashi lamala. The dover zeinu nechshav prati. That's not specific. Ki Hashemesh b'shamish lakal haolam. The sun is for everybody. You stop the sun, the whole world is affected. Vahayaneiseh bechlal haolam. And number two, v'chein kriyas yamsuf. Hayanechshav bechlal haolam. Ki hayam hu yisod hamayim. Kriyas yamsuf. Water. All water split. It doesn't move. It doesn't flow downstream. God's in charge of the heavens. God's in charge of the earth. I'm coming. Yisro said these two symbolized what the Maharal calls Nisim Klaliim. Just like if God hits the roots, hits the just like if the heart affects the whole body, so to the Yam is the source of all water in the world, and therefore all of the Yam was affected. And therefore, beautiful, what do we say in the Haggadah even? Next top of the next column, line four. Lafikhak no mar Etzba Elokim, Shahamaka Pratis, Chutz al Hayam Nemar Hayad Hagdola. God acted with Kavayachal a finger in Egypt, because that's one spot. But at the Yam, it was the whole hand. The hand symbolizing total universal power. Like we talk about in the Haggadah, all the Nisan that happened, P, P many times. Then happened in Egypt. When it was specific, it was the finger. And therefore, that is why Yisro came now. One final question, though. What is the Maral taking us on a journey? First, the Maharal, we started with, why didn't Rashi just understand? He heard everything. Oh, so he answered, no, it can't be everything, because then he would have come earlier. Then the Maharal says, so why these two? Because these two symbolize Nisim Klaliyim, not Nisim Pratiyim. It's a hand compared to a finger. Final step. V'yim Tomar asks the Maharal, Achar Shashama Kriyas Yamsuf. I didn't mention the Gur Aryeh generally is a commentary on Rashi. He says, Bart on the parsha, but it's an expansion. He starts off with a explaining Rashi. V'yim Tomar, Acher Sheshomha, Kriyas Yamsuf, Shoye Bechal HaOlam, Loma Hutzrach Loma Chemes HaMalek. If the last two were both general, universal, so what he need both? Why is it always a Kriyas Yamsuf enough? He had to wait till after HaMalek? V'yish Lomar, Tiyaf HaGav Shoye Kriyas Yamsuf, Maka Klalis, Lopratis, as we already alluded to, Kriyas Yamsuf was in this world. That didn't show that he was in control of all the heavenly celestial universes and spheres as well. He needed both. So with both, Hashem Yamsuf. Now Yisro says, I'm coming. I am convinced. I see the entire. What kavana do we have in the morning when we say it right before as Yashir? We have to have kavana. Those makos at the Yam, that was the, the universal makos and it has a special place in Yisro's heart. It was a different type. That could be why partially the Gemara says in, in Brachas, which we hold, one is not Yotze, the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Unless one also mentions Kriyas Yamsuf. 
You have to mention the entire process. That's why we have Emun and Vyatsa Benachon. Because we go through the entire process. We mention Kriyas Yamsa the morning and night. Why? Because Kriyas, Mitzrayim is one level. But then what happened at the Yam was a totally new level. And therefore, that is what made Yisrael come. And now we have a deeper understanding of that first Rashi on the Parsha. A little Rashi, a big Maharal. Major, though, fundamental. Okay, let's continue now. So what happens? Yisro hears about it. And what does he do? Pasuk Beis. Vayikat Yisro Chosei Moshe. It then says, interesting why the Torah repeats it. It just said, we know already. Yisro Chosei Moshe comes. Es Sipora Eishes Moshe. We're not going to answer these questions tonight. Point the gap that the Torah repeats and repeats the relationship. As if to say that this is, he's getting into the, into the uh, Bnei Yisrael only because of the relationship. Yisro Chosei Moshe takes by the way, Chosei Moshe is repeated in Pasuk Hei, and then in Pasuk Vav, he comes to Moshe and says, Hi, I'm your father-in-law. Oh, we didn't know that. And this is your wife and children. Okay, maybe he didn't recognize his kids, his wife. Okay, so, something, uh, something going on here. But we're going to focus on Pasuk Gimel. His two sons, one of them was named Gershom because he was a Ger in a strange land. Ger Hayisi Beres Nachria. Shem Ho'echad Eliezer, the second one was named Eliezer. Ki Elokei Avi Be'ezri, Vayatzileini Micher Paro. Because the God of my father was, helped me, Ezer, Eliezer, God helped me, Vayatzileini Micher Paro, and he saved me from the sword of Paro. This is the only remez that we have in the Torah Shebechsav for the Medrash that says that Moshe's neck turned to stone when he was in Mitzrayim. Pasuk Dalad Rashi quotes it. Moshe became marble. Became a piece of marble, <coughs> and therefore the the, uh, the sword broke instead of Moshe's Moshe's neck. From the sword of Paro. The Pardis Yosef, the great Achronim from about a hundred years ago points out, we could have mentioned this earlier when Gershom and Eliezer were, were stated, points out why these names? Dafka Gershom and Eliezer. We discussed this back in Ephraim and Menashe. Ephraim and Menashe, we had a similar idea, but we're going to say it here again because the Paradis Yosef says it here. It's always a good message to repeat. Why was he so focused on naming his kids these, I'm a, I was a stranger, God help me in that strange land. Why the emphasis? Right, none of the other Shvatim named their, their children. Says, even Aaron Cohen, Aaron had Elazar. Okay, so you're right, the answer to the trivia question. Only first cousins in the Torah whose names are only step different by one letter, Eliezer and Elazar. Says the Prime Yosef, Moshe Pachat. Moshe was worried about his kids. Remember, there were many years that he, weren't, he wasn't with them. They were in Midian. Moshe Pachat. His kids had it good in me, had it, uh, you know, comfortable in Midian. There were no persecutions. There was no Mitzrayim. There were no slave drivers. Midian, it was comfortable. It's relaxed. They were able to sit and enjoy themselves. They didn't, couldn't learn Torah yet. There was no Torah, but maybe they learned values. They learned about the Shem Mitzvah Noach, but. Moshe Pachad, that they would think that that's home. They would be comfortable. He wasn't worried about the Jews in Egypt. 
as halachas b'mitzrayim. V'yoer ga'aguim la'eretz ha'avot. If you ever persecuted, it's not hard to realize that that's not our homeland. Throughout history, in every other century since the Churban Beis Hamikdash, Jews have been persecuted, and therefore it wasn't hard for people to realize, oh, we're not in our homeland. Avabanav nechde Yisro koin midyan ulalo yirto lazovis midyan. Hey, our Zayda is the most important person in this whole town. They had connections. They could do whatever they want. Probably own the town. Walking around. Right? Everybody probably told the stories of, of their father who at the well. And look what he remember what he did. Amazing. So they didn't know any. They weren't lacking anything in Midian. The Lachain, therefore. Moshe says. I'm going to call you a name that will remind you you're not home. You're not in your homeland. Don't forget, no matter how comfortable you are, this is not your land. Vishmo Ya'idalav. Whenever people call your name, you'll remember. It's as if you name the person Gullus. Hey, Gullus. Hey, Gullus. Come here, please. People name their children Gaula, right? Right? So, Gullus. Right? So, but that's basically what he did. Because you don't forget, you don't, you don't forget. Ki midyan im mimenu. Midyan, with all the great things that they gave him, eno artso, was not his land. And the striving should be to go to their land. Same idea. Remember what happened to me in Mitzrayim. Don't forget, there's no land that's safe except one. Every, look what Yosef, Moshe, everybody, look what they did. Look what Moshe did. And still, Pyro wanted to kill him. Says the Pardis Yosef, writing before World War II. Before World War II. Gambi Amenu, Nimsaim Harbei Sheba Yechotam Lashuv Laarseinu. And there are many amongst us that can return to their lands. And they don't think about the occurrences of the world. To say we are in a strange land. Right? Reminders of the Meshachachma and Parshas Bechukosai. Hundreds of years. How many times in Jewish history? There's only one homeland, no matter what age of history that we believe, live in, and we have to net, we cannot have the Midian mentality that Moshe Rabbeinu was scared of. And think about it. They never even stepped foot in Eretz Yisrael. Moshe knew this wasn't it. And his children, he was in, in, instilling into them the values. We have never seen it. But we know it's there. We know that God has promised it for us. And we have to realize the Kedusha and the beauty and all of us who has the schus to be here to realize what a schus and a privilege it is 
to be in the one homeland of the Jewish people. Say the story, the um, Rav Ephraim Waxman spoke uh, in Eretz Yisrael last week. He spoke in, uh, in Yeshiva in Rashid. So he told the story of the Bas Ayin. It's quoted elsewhere. The Bas Ayin was told, there's a, there's a Rav, he had a shul in, um, in Sfat. He was told by one of his friends, you know, you have to go to Eretz Yisrael. The dirt there, you pick up the dirt, it turns to diamonds. He's like, really? Wow. So he goes, takes him a while to get there. He comes, he picks up the dirt. Still dirt. I don't know, it's still dirt. And the Gemara, the end of Ksubis, the Amorim used to roll around in the dirt. Still dirt. So, he was already there. What was he going to do? He was going to leave? So he sets the setup shop. But the Basayim was the one. If anybody's been to Tzfat, there was a shul there that 30 seconds before the earthquake in the 1800s, he said, everybody come join me. They cut to one side of the shul, the other shul, the other side of the shul collapses, and the side where he was was saved. And there's a sign there that uh, this is the spot where Anais took place. So he goes there. So a few months later, his friend comes and I told him to go, and he says, what are you talking about? You told me that the dirt turns to diamonds. It doesn't turn to diamonds. So he says, just because you don't see the diamonds doesn't mean it doesn't turn to diamonds. And he took it to heart, and they say he went into a room for three months. Went into a room, he closed himself off, learning, davening, pleading, and a few months later he comes out, he makes a kiddush for his chassidim. What's the kiddush? He says, I just picked up dirt and I saw diamonds. We just have to work on ourselves. If somebody doesn't see the beauty, if somebody doesn't see the godless, right? There's enough dirt and rocks in this in this country, right? Eretz Asher Avanei Barzel. I mean, I read Tachsov Nechoshes. The Torah says at the end, the Svarno there says, but Eretz Yisrael is blessed with many rocks. That's what the Svarno says, right? I mean, I read that's, that's for, for building, for building up Eretz Yisrael. But that's what the Prime Minister Yosef says, Gershom and Eliezer, to remind them and to remind us Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's the beginning. We did the first two Pesukim of the Parsha. So now let's move on to the most famous part of the Parsha, and that is Aserah Sadibris. Aserah Sadibris. So, one general point about Aserah Sadibris, which we have in source number seven, again from the Lubavitch Rebbe. Many talk about the different groupings, different ways to group Aserah Sadibris. The first five, the last five, and we spoke in past years about the Me'iri who parallels one and six, two and seven, three and eight, four and nine, five and ten. What's the parallel between each of those if you split it five and five? That's a couple, I think two years ago we did that. But the Lubavitch Rebbe just points out a general Ha'ara. And that is, if you look at all these Dibros, there are many, there are a number of Dibros that are very lofty, machshava, emotion-focused ideals to bring us to the heavens. Belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Know that there is no other God. Don't use God's name for any mundane purpose. These lofty, unbelievable ideals. And then you also have, don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't bear false witness. These two extremes. You have mitzvahs like HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dveikus. Believe in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Emunah, what it's all about. Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samid. And on the other end you have, no, don't covet what your friend has. Says Vabavich Rebbe, because that's what life's about. Torah is about putting everything together. At first glance, the Ten Commandments consist of highly contrasting types of mitzvos. The first commandments, I am God, you're God, and the prohibition against idol worship address the most spiritual matters related to God's unity. The other commandments, however, consist of simple instructions as don't murder, don't kidnap. 
which are precepts of basic human decency. God placed these two contrasted categories of commandments together to indicate that the giving of the Torah accomplished a union of that which is spiritually above and physically below. They go together. Prior to the receiving of the Torah, <laughs> the spiritual and material were two separate realms incapable of merging. What do most other religions believe in in life? The way to be holy is to separate from the world. The holiest people of other religions are not allowed to get married. Right? That's considered holy. Judaism says just the opposite. But when the Torah was given, God nullified this decree, empowering the Jewish people with the ability to unite earth with heaven by performing mitzvot. The godless of Yahadus is to be Makadish the Chomer, to take our life and sanctify it and imbue it with, with meaning and kedusha and everything we do in life and every aspect of our life could be connected to something in Avodah Hashem. That's the ultimate purpose of what we, Makadish family life, right? when we, marriage is called Kedushin, because there's Kedusha there, just the opposite of what others believe. That's the Sarah Sadibaros overall message, the lofty and the mundane, putting everything together. Okay, so now let's deal with a question which we did not deal with the past couple of years, but it's one of the most basic questions asked on the Aseris Adibris, the Ebenezer quotes this question from his good friend, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi. Libiba Mizrach. Says the Ebenezer, source 8, unusual Ebenezer that gives a whole shot. Usually Ebenezer is more focused on the, on, uh, on the words of the Pasuk, but here he has a whole uh, a beautiful idea relating to a question that many, I'm sure, are familiar with. Sha'alani, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, Rabbi Yehuda Halevi, the author of the Kuzari, Minuchaso Kavod, that's what they said instead of saying Zatzal, right? Minuchaso Kavod, Lama Hizkir Anochi Hashem Alokecha, Shrozizicha Meirat Mitzrayim, Velo Amar, Sha'asisi Shamayim Va'aretz. I am the Lord your God that took you out of Egypt. Why didn't it say, I am the Lord your God that created the world? Why dafka Well-known question. This was this is what he asked me. We were schmoozing after davening one day. Fascinating. They were talking. Rabbi Levi asked the Ezra a question. So Rabbi Levi asked him that question. Before we see his answer, the most common answer given by the commentaries is, And that is, it means more to the Jews when Hashem says to them, I'm the one that did that for you, that you saw, that you, with your own eyes. There's no denying it. I'm the one that created the world. Created the world. The world's been around for thousands of years. It, it's, it doesn't connect to me as much. Give me tachlis. Give me something I can connect to. Yeah, I did those makos. I'm the same one. There wasn't a God in Egypt and a God at the sea and now a new God at our Sinai. No. I'm him. Capital H. Rule one. What they heard about is not the same as, as, what, they, as what they saw with their own eyes. Right? Similar to, uh, we discussed this a little bit, Parshas Vayera, when we discussed that maybe in one sense the Nisayon of Yitzchak was harder than Avraham because Avraham was told face to face by God. Do the Akedah. What was Yitzchak? Avram said, God told me to do this. Ushmiya. 
It's easier in a sense when you see it in front of you. So God had to relate. God was relating to them on the level that they were, the level that they were at. Answer one. Two other answers though. One from the Eben Ezra and one from the Nitziv. Says the Eben Ezra. Vizos haisat shuvasi elav. Third line. Da. Ki ein ma'alot b'nei adam shavos be'emunasam b'libam. There are different levels of spirituality in life. Says the Eben Ezra. Not everyone is on the same level of emuna. Shehem ma'aminim b'shem ha'nechbad. The levels of emuna people have are different. Ki harabim ma'aminim lahashma'us aznayim sheyomer lahem adonayim kacha. Some people just say, okay, they're told something, fine, I believe. But that's not the ultimate. Somebody who never never tries to deepen and learn about and appreciate their belief. But well, I'm okay. Pasha the Yid. Ulamalamehem says that Ben Ezra. They studied it. And if a non-believer comes, they studied it, they still didn't reach the level of truly understanding it, and they still won't be able to defend. They will believe, but they're not on the level of, it's part of me, and I can defend it. If, I re- if something's really part of me, I'll defend it to no ends. But if somebody's a fan of a sports team, it doesn't matter what, they'll, they'll defend that sports team. Oh, they did this, they did that, they did that. If somebody's a fan of, a, of anything, they'll defend it. So says the, the Eben Ezra, there are some that believe, but they're not totally into it. But, But those who really spend time being osek in their amuna. You'll even see Hashem in metal, in, in flowers, in animals. If we really deepen our moon and we see a Baruch everywhere, we'll see God in all of nature. Even in the person's body. We'll look at our body. We'll see we got a cut. Then a few days later, the skin, the skin goes over the cut. What an amazing phenomenon. What kind of body did God make? You know, what if, we, what if every time you cut yourself, it stayed forever? Think about it. God didn't have to give that gift to us. Be careful. It's your fault you banged yourself. But God's birth will be this amazing, amazing aspect of our bodies that there's healing power. Wow. So we just we look at our bodies. We'll see God. She yada ma'isa kol eved ve'edek v'il toladus. We know exactly the purpose of every part of our body. V'yigvalibo achrechin ladas tiri agalgalim. And from there, once we recognize God, we'll start thinking about the celestial spheres. Masi Hashem. We'll start thinking about physics and metaphysics. All that the Rambam discusses in Hilchus Yisodei Hatov. Right. So there's different levels of emuna. But that last level is very hard, very high, for the Yechidei Skula. Not too many people get there, says the Eben Ezra. Looking around at the universe and seeing God. Says the Eben Ezra, next column now. V'hinei, Hashem asa oso zumofsim b'bitzrayim asho tziyam Moshe lios lachem lelokim. Hashem did amazing miracles in Egypt and took them out. V'hatam ki Hashem asa l'Yisrael masha lo asa l'chol goi. Hashem did to the Jewish people what he didn't do to any nation. Hashem created a world. This is the Ramban, a little after the Ben Ezra, relates to this idea as well in other places. Hashem put certain powers and in, in diff, over different nations, over different countries, and really if you looked into the stars even, 
to see the future of the Jewish people, it would not have been positive. It did, they weren't supposed to be saved. It didn't make sense. But you know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did for the Jewish people? He changed it. Just like he took Avram Avinu out of his constellations, he took the Jewish people out of their constellations. And that's what he says on line 11. That's what it means, Ain Mazel Yisrael. There's no Mazel. We just have to look around and if we, if the, if we could deepen our, our sense of emuna, and, we, and somebody's on such a level, which again, to, to, look, to understand this, the metaphysics is, is, is very challenging. But said the Ebenezer, that's the highest level a person can reach. The, the Ramam says the next level is Nevuah after that, naturally. But says the Ebenezer, that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu didn't say, Because to know God through the Bria is much more challenging than to know God through God saved my life. Similar to the first idea, but not exactly. Says the Ebenezer now on line 12. Amar Moshe atah resaladas. Shako rose. Chachamim v'sha'inam chachamim. Gdolim v'ktanim. Gam hosef od bedavar ma'imad arsina shashamu kal Hashem. They heard the voice of God. Alkein achram in hashamayim. And that's why Hashem wanted everybody to be able to appreciate His existence based on what they went through, and not just the Chachamim. So He tells them, just focus on this, because this one's an easy one. Last three lines. The host of Asher Sicha, Sheyavin Hamaskil, Visheino Maskil. Alokecha, Kiatochayev, Baver Shose Sicha, Mesavad, and Leos Lila Evet Shatavdeni. It's easier, and it's more Shavelachal Nefesh. Says the Eben Ezra, and that's why he picked Asher Sicha You're right, Barasicha would have worked for some people, but not for everybody. Interesting that he says this, just to contrast it. You could ask, why didn't everybody say this answer? Maybe you could say, you know, there are many other Mepharshim that say that, is it so hard to see God in nature? Is it so hard to, like, think about the human body, like we just said? For example, the Rambam writes in Moranavuchim. I'm going to give you another Rambam. But I mentioned this. The Rambam writes in Moranavuchim. You know what the greatest raya about God is? The human eye. The greatest riot is a God. The human eye with all its lenses and the reflection and the refract, how they all work together. What, that just happened? The human eye just happened? It's impossible. How it works. All we have to do is wake up one day with pink eye, with crust on our eye, and we'll remember, oh yeah, God, pokeach ivrim. But says the, so, so, so number of the person, he said, the evidence says, looking around, Bria Sa'aretz, it's, I guess he means on a deeper level. But for example, you look at the Rambam, the Rambam says, how do you get to Abbas Hashem? How do you get to Yeras Hashem? So in a different place, the Rambam says, through learning Torah. That's what he writes in Sefer HaMitzvah. But in Hilchaz Yisodiyah Torah, the Rambam writes, how do we know, what's the derech to coming to loving and fearing Hashem? When we think about the great actions of God. And we see the amazing wisdom. We see the, an animal kingdom that, that lives off itself and everything has, has what to, to eat from. We read Barchi Nafshi and we appreciate how every animal is taken care of. Immediately, just look around. Look around. Miyad, immediately, who owe, umeshabeach, umefire, umesavet, taiva gadol, leda shemagadol. It'll give us unbelievable avas Hashem if we just look around a little bit. On the other hand, it'll also make us think automatically, oh my, oh my goodness, God is, is in charge of everything? I'm a tiny little ant in the infinitude of life. I'm a nothing. 
So it'll also lead to Yira's Hashem. Either it'll lead to something connected to Hashem. Either Av or Yira. Maybe both. Says the Rambam. It's the only, it's the only um, relationship that could be a love-fear relationship at the same exact time. Usually love and fear go in opposite directions. You love something, you don't fear that. But when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's the only relationship that we could have in life that it goes in opposite directions at the same time. We're running to Hashem, we're running away from Hashem. Many other sources related to that. That's the Rambam. So maybe that's what the Rambam wouldn't have said the Ebenezer's Pshat of why he says, Asher Oseh because it's not so hard to see God in nature. But that's idea number two. Number one, generally in Esau Meshmila Re'iyah. Number two, the Eben Ezra. So it's open to all to understand. And third, the Hemedavar, that it says, you know why? Because this is unique to the Jewish people. HaKadosh Baruch was about to give B'nai Yisrael the Torah. So he's not going to mention something that has to do with the entire world. Beautiful. Makes perfect sense. I am now getting married to you. HaKadosh Baruch was telling the Jews. This is our wedding day. So I am Hashem who created the world and therefore all creatures are under my dominion. No. I'm Hashem who took you out of Egypt. Because it's all about today is about us. Not about anybody else. That's what the Nitziv emphasizes. He talks earlier about something else. But he says on line, on line uh, 12... If he would have said Shemayim Ba'aretz, it wouldn't prove anything. And I'm taking you into, into, into the Midbar, into Eretz Yisrael, to be able to give you the talk. Good. Three answers. Let's go by it. We've got two more ideas for tonight. One of them is, uh, going to try to fit it in. The Medrash tells us, I'm sorry to give you too much space to write on this, uh, this side. Those of you who are taking notes here on the, on the paper, but uh, you'll fit it in in between. This, this piece speaks for itself anyway. Says the Medrash, the Torah was given, it's a Gemara also, Torah was given with fire, in fire, in water, and in the desert. I get this here, the beginning of, this, of the source, it's cut off on top, so you don't even know who it is yet. Right? The Yesh Levair, Gimel Dvarim Eli, says, the Medrash says, Shloshet Dvarim Nitzna HaTorah, Be'esh Bamayim Midbar. Fire, water, and desert. All has something to do with Kabbalah Satorah and the giving of the Torah. Says Rav Avraham Shor, this is Halekach Bahalibuv on Pirkei Avos, that's what I'm supposed to say on top, it's a little cut off if you don't have it, on the Mishnah of Kinotayv of a Kavit, Motsinas Adam in Olam. On that Mishnah. Says Rabbi Avraham Shur, the Torah was given Eish Mayim Midbar. What do those three symbol? What do those three things symbolize? Eish More Al Hislatus Halev Ba'avas Hashem. On line four, fire symbolizes inner fire, inner excitement for love of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Zrizus, getting up in the morning, I have this fire inside of me. I'm scared. I, don't, I didn't do everything I have to do. But I have this burning inside of me. i got to do it. i got to accomplish. That's fire. Number one. Torah was given in fire. The Torah was given to a nation who, to, to be able to serve our sparkle properly. We have to have that Islavos, that inner fire, to be the mitzvahs. Number two. 
It was given Bamidbar. What's Midbar? A desert with nothing in it? It means serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu without all of the pleasures. And serving a Kaddish Baruch Hu under any circumstances. Midbar, next paragraph, who inyan histafkus bemuot, being satiated with a little bit, kipshuto, lo leil chakar tanuge ha'adam, raklios muchal lomotar mitochat chak. Getting ready to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu out of, out of tchak. And he even quotes the Minig Yisrael on Shvuis is litin asavim bebeis ha'medrush. This was a sum. To put some grass reeds in the, uh, right, in the shul, zechel ha'har sinai. Some gra- put some grass, branches. When I was growing up in the shtib, my shtibo, where they grow up, they put these huge branches. Branches. Big branches with, with, with leaves. So he quotes, Yesh Makshim, some ass. Sheilchola, Yishli din prachim. She got a couple of tar. What a beautiful flower. Some shuls do have beautiful flowers. They have beautiful flowers. That's fine. It's a wonderful minute. But he says in some shuls, they just have like the branches and the, and the grass. Why? So maybe it's to symbolize that, you know, the tar only is grass. Right? Nothing fancy. I think just, just give us the basics. That's midbar. And finally, number three, what's mayim adavra shlishi who mayim middle top of the middle column mora almidas anava. Water always flows downstream. Torah only lasts with those who have humility. Ditzrechas la Torah. Sheyeda ki Torah himatanas elokim. The Torah is a gift. Every every time we, we understand the piece of Torah, it's called the Kodesh Baruch Hu said, I'm, I'm letting you understand this. I'm giving you some some uh, some of my gift. It's not just, I figured it out. No. Everything's a gift. We have to realize our place, realize the humility, the humility that we must that we must have. That's Mayim Eishem Midbar. And he goes through the Psukim, proving where each of these are from in the in the Psukim. It says in maybe that's opposite to the three ideas of Kinataiva and Kavid. Last column. Kina jealousy. I'm not happy with what I have. It's the opposite of Midbar. Midbar says, be happy with nothing. Kina takes you out of the world. Taiva. What's Taiva? I have a fire, but it's channeled in the wrong direction. My Taiva means it's, it's, I'm, 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 I have a fire for something, but I have a fire for something taiva. We, in, everybody in life is going to have a fire, but where are we going to channel it? If we let our taiva go to other things, then it's not going to Torah. And it's the opposite of Eish. And finally, the third covet, obviously, is the opposite of Anav, is the opposite of Mayim. We searching for covet, we don't realize our, our, our place in life. We have to realize that all of these things together will help Chai Yisrael be together Torah was given Be'esh, Bamayim, Ubamim. One final point for the evening, and that is I got a lot of comments last week about Rav Moshe. Many, uh, many uh, got emails and phone calls about the uh, Rav Moshe last week at the beginning. Uh, Rav Moshe giving Pshad in the first passing of Parshat B'Shalaf about Yosef and Moshe and the Atzvos Yosef. I thought I'd go back to the Rav Moshe. After Rav Moshe, I thought that that came up in the Mitzvah Shir a couple of weeks ago. And that is now all the way to the end of the Parshat. 
The end of the parsha after Maimed Arsinai, the Torah gives a couple of mitzvahs. A couple of mitzvahs mentioned. One of them is to build a mizbeach. Got to build a stone mizbeach. You're not allowed to hew any stones. But the language of the Torah isn't build a mizbeach. The language is ve'im mizbeach avanim ta'aseli. If you build me a mizbeach, you know, build it this way. Rashi quotes ve'im. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, the end of the parsha, Perachah Pasach Abeis. Rabbi Yishmael Omer, call im the im Shabbat Torah Rishus Chutz Migimel. All ims in the Torah are voluntary. Im, if you want to do this, three times im means you have to, but for some reason the Torah wrote im. What are the three? Here's one. Im is Vachav and Tasli. You have to build him as Beah, but it says im. The other one is im kesef talve if you lend money no you have to lend money if somebody needs it and also the final one im takr min chazbikurim gotta give the brother the carpet fine answer from Moshe if the Torah if it's a chiyuv so why does it say im just tell me build him his beach why does it say im says from Moshe begimel makom with no mar im v'hu chova im izbachav anim v'hu chova im kesef talve v'hu chova im takr v'hu chova if it's arch lovin atam so why does the Torah say that says from Moshe v'nira line six Sha'af, Sha'amro, Yomar, E, F, Shabbasar, Chazir, La, F, Shiyuma, Esev, Avi, Shabbashbaim, Gazar, Alaikah. Even though Chazal say that a person shouldn't say, it's not the ideal to say, you know what? I really hate cheeseburgers. I hate them. No, it's fine to say, I want it, but Hashem, Hashem said I can't have it. That's fine. Mikomakom still, once in a while, Hashem wants you to do what He wants because you really want it. Not purely because he told me to do it. I want you to want it in your soul. How many times do parents say to a child, say thank you? Why? The, the, for the entire life, the parent wants the kid to think, you know what, saying thank you is not really so proper, but I'm going to say it because my parent wants me to. Maybe that's what they think now. But the ultimate goal is for the child to realize there's an element of Akar Satov. So, so too, what looks like a sacrifice is just really what I want. And as it says in Perkyavos, so no So says Moshe, once in a while, instead of commanding, the Torah says, you know what? Im, if. Because it should be as if we're not commanded. It should be as if we're doing it voluntarily because we should want to do it. What does a carbon symbolize? A carbon symbolizes sacrificing for Hashem, giving something to Hashem. No, no, that's what I want to do. I want to give to Hashem. In of Talvez Ami, I really don't want to lend the money. No, Chesed. Chesed is something that we should want to do. Be Bale Chesed. We should be givers, not just give because the Kaddish Baruch wants me. Bikurim also has the message that he talks about. But that's why once in a while, three times, the Torah says im, when it means achiv, to tell me that a lot of our chiyuvim, we should reach the level that we're following the Baruch because we want to and not just because we have to. Okay, I'm sorry that we didn't get a chance to get into Tu B'Shvat, which we're celebrating tonight, but... Um, Hashem, Od Chazon Lamoid, and I wish you to have a wonderful Shabbos of Maimon Harsina.